Grace and peace be unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Once again, we would like to welcome you all to another Restore Media podcast with your hosts, Chris and Maggie Winston. Uh, We do hope and pray that you all are blessed and that you came here expecting a blessing as well. I believe if you expect it, then you shall receive it today. Are you excited to get into this topic? Yes, I am. Yeah, same here. We have, I believe, a very important topic for us to discuss. And we're going to deal with the topic of anxiety. We're dealing with the topic of anxiety today. Uh, But before we go any further, as always, we would like to pause for a word of prayer. So we invite you all to pray with us right now. Dear kind of most loving Father, we're coming before you to ask your grace and your mercy that you will help us. Please bless us as everything that we say that it will um, truly be assistant to the listening ear. Those who are dealing with anxiety, that you will give them hope, help, and give them answers as they listen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, we're, we're going to get into this subject. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about anxiety. We're going to deal with the various types of anxiety. Yeah. And we're going to look at it all from a biblical perspective, as is always. We yeah. want to always see these things from a biblical perspective or from a biblical worldview. Yeah. But like, you know me. Yeah. I have to start with a definition or definitions yeah. for us to have as we continue in our our discussion and in our study. And I have a couple of definitions that I found here um, that I thought were very insightful and they help us to have a good framework for the rest of our discussion. Yeah. Yeah. And the first one here that it defines anxiety as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. That's yeah. yep. a very good definition when you break it down. And mm-hmm. and when you just consider it from this perspective, yeah. uh, it, it says, once again, like going over the, the definition once again, it says a feeling of worry, mm-hmm. nervousness, yes. unease, mm. typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome outcome so you have mm. two things there you have yeah. imminent event yeah that's something that you know yeah will happen something that you know is 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 coming down the the the, the pike as they say but then you have something that has an uncertain outcome meaning you don't know what's about to happen yeah it could go this way or it could go that way you don't know and 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 the thing about that that right there that sticks in my mind it's the idea that when you don't know what's going to happen. It's, yeah. it's an uncertain outcome. It makes me consider the idea of control. That you, this is a situation that is out of your control. There's nothing you can do to grab a hold of it and to affect its ending or its cause or whatever. You cannot do that. And so then, therefore, man, when, I, when I'm making the connecting link with these definitions and anxiety, then it makes my mind consider then that maybe that in anxiety there is a little level of the your, your, your the, there is a level of you not being able to control that there's maybe a level of 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 control that in some individuals not not maybe everyone but there is a level of control that some people uh, with anxiety would love to have yeah. because they cannot have that control that it ruins they're present. Yeah. And it causes them to be anxious. Definitely. Then another definition says this here about anxiety or defining anxiety. It says that anxiety is a nervous disorder characterized by a state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension, typically with compulsive behavior or panic attacks. Yeah. Now, now what, what stuck out to my mind about that definition is that it says it's a state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension. It's a state of it. So when when you're thinking about a state, yeah. I, I'm I'm considering that that it's a state of being. Uh-huh. That that anxiety when it is set in, like you just are anxious. 
Like that's just what you become uh. when anxiety has set in and you live uh, in that atmosphere you live in that realm. That's where your place of residence is. It is in an anxious environment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, th those were just a, a few things that um, I think when it comes to the definition yeah. that I thought were just interesting. Uh -huh. um, something else here um, it, that I found that more than 3 million U.S. cases of anxiety are diagnosed a year, more than 3 million a year. Now, mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't seem like that much when you can, when you compare what, you know, our population is here in the United States. Uh, but at the same time, this is a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and that's just diagnosed. And that's just diagnosed. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of folks don't even go to the doctor. Nope. Don't even, not even trying to um, understand what's going on with them in their lives. But yeah, 3 million cases per year. And so that lets me know that this thing is 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 building, growing, it's on the rise, yeah, and that and that people are are suffering from this this thing, and and you know and a few things that bring you know that bring on anxiety, um, it, a few things like stress yeah. at work, stress at school, um, stress in a personal relationship such yeah. as a marriage, financial stress, yeah. Stress from global occurrences mm -hmm. or political issues, and we're living yeah. in absolute global occurrences. You got, you know, at this mm -hmm. the time of this recording, you know, you got the the um the unrest and and the war over in, in Israel between Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Um, and then you still got Russia and Ukraine going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're still we're not in a pandemic, but we're still dealing with yeah. um. You know, the, the anxiety was heightened through the pandemic. Definitely. So, so these are just some things that I found that no. uh, that actually uh, they assist in, mm -hmm. in anxiety. Yeah. I saw that anxiety disorder was mostly common in women. Hmm. Women? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. And if it, I know that. Yes, definitely. It affects nearly 30% of adults. And they also say, like, that... Social anxiety disorder is one of the most common anxiety. So that that's really interesting, affecting 12% of um, U.S. adults. And in 2022 and 2023, the average of uh, an average of 37% of women and 29% of men appeared high level of anxiety. Mm. And in adult age 30 to 44, have higher rates of anxiety. Um, than in the other group. Now that's interesting. Why do you think that's the case? You said thirty to forty-four. Thirty, yeah, yeah, thirty to forty-four. Why do you think that's the case? Because we adulted. No, uh, I, uh, you have life. You're not. Yeah. You don't have as like when you're a kid. Like for me, at home, I mean, I had anxiety, but it did not relate to. Um, growing up, I had anxiety for other reasons that were just external, like fear of um, just interacting and definitely things like that, but. As I got a little older, I had like more of my like early teens. Okay. Like that was a lot of anxiety for, but later, like my um like my later teens and twenties, zero percent because um that it shifts. Okay. But I definitely know like for sure like kid like younger people they may have anxiety for like stress like school yeah. and stuff like that. But the overarching um responsibility in life has yeah. not weighed upon yeah. them. So, like, younger people may have anxiety and it may, like, show itself in different ways. Maybe it come and go. But, like, having that responsibility just of life, taking care of another person, yeah. anything, like, the, the weight of adulting, I'll see, yeah. can just cause so much stress because you're not no longer, like, rolling your child back on your parents. Yeah. Like, yeah, they may take care of many things for you. But now it's, like, fully your responsibility. Yeah. That itself just brings anxiety. Like, you have to take care of what? Yeah. So that, just in, in many facets of life, like your job, um, just not lack of finances. Yeah. Um, just stress at home, relationship. Like, there's so many things that yeah. can just cause anxiety in that age bracket that may not have been as strong just in, you know, 
growing up in the younger years? Yeah, that, that's a, I asked a question, but that, I mean, just looking yeah. at life, how life goes, 30 to 44, um, you, mm -hmm. I mean, that's often your, you have a young family, small mm -hmm. children, yeah, a lot going on. Yeah. Um, you know, finances may not be what you want them to be. Uh, you, they them piled up. And yeah. You ain't got enough money to pay the credit yep. card debt, and then you got student loan debt possibly, and then you got a, a couple of debts for a couple of different cars. Yeah. You got this mortgage now that yep. ballooned up, and then you didn't really define print. So now that the, the the interest payment and got even like is even higher than what you thought it was gonna be, and you know, it, like when it comes to just life, that especially here, you know, we don't have the same stress. We're in a first world country. Yeah. All right. So us being in a first world country, um, we have it very easy. Yeah. Um, when it comes to uh, just operation of life and and comforts and um, the ease of, of of accomplishing certain things, but like we have our own set yeah. of issues here that can facilitate yeah. anxiety. Yeah, definitely. And that does facilitate anxiety. You know, one of the things that um, that I that I you know just going to this asking that question, and I know I kind of interrupted where you was going, but uh, about why do why do I think those thirty to forty four have have these issue issues? And one of the things that is coming to my, my mind is that man, especially when you got small children and whatnot, man, you know sometimes man just a lack of sleep. Yep. A lack of sleep, man, can really yes. make your nerves not as yeah. as settled. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That is, that's for me. I could see evidently that because um, I dealt with anxiety in the past, that it has a tendency to try to raise its head. Yeah, like your brain knows the wave pattern. Like when you feel this way, this is the response I'm gonna give you. So, like to be able to combat that in your mind, like and in your life. Definitely, whenever I'm lack, lack of sleep, and of course, we have four little ones. So there was, this was years of lack of sleep. Yeah. And I've I've learned to realize that, yeah, that's a trigger for me. If I don't have a lot of sleep, I am definitely not as calm as I should be. So even if I don't get a lot of sleep, I'm very um, conscious of the fact that that can cause me to respond in a way. So I will really, like, check really remember like this is one of the major things for me personally is lack of sleep <laughs> sorry so yeah yeah see i mean you you've been either pregnant or breastfeeding for well for six years six years non-stop yeah. <laughs> either pregnant or breastfeeding yeah it's six around, years man yeah it's <laughs> literally yes yeah, for the last six years and then uh, not until this year Earlier this year, that um, you you know you have been pregnant or breastfeeding. Yeah, this is my first time ever in our marriage that we just. I mean, like since we started yeah. having kids, that I'm free. Yeah, like, well, what is this? I don't know what that means. That um, feels like. I know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, you you were giving us some more statistics. No, yeah. So um, I don't know if I said this one. It's an estimated 19 percent of um U.S. adults have anxiety disorder in the mm -hmm. past year. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, also the fact that more than 31% of people will experience anxiety disorder at some point in their life. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Definitely. I can absolutely see that. You, you, I mean, you can deal with, if you deal with life enough, you're going to have some yeah, some issues. You definitely will. Um, and one of the things that I found is that there are different types of yeah, anxiety. Definitely it is. Uh, we all don't have the same anxiety. Um. You have the generalized anxiety disorder, and I think that's where a lot of folks, when you hear anxiety, you think about generalized anxiety um, disorder. Um, you have panic disorder. Yep. Um, you also have social anxiety disorder, phobia-related mm -hmm. disorders. Yeah. And separation anxiety mm -hmm. disorders. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, you know, and now, you know, I think I may deal more with the social so, anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I am not a I, big crowds people. I am not that. I, 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 yeah. like, I am a homebody. I rather be at the house. <laughs> I ain't really trying to talk to too many folks, man. I, I'm not. I'm just not outgoing like that. I can't hold a conversation good. Like I'm just not. I know all the conversation. You just don't want. I, I guess maybe I don't really want to. I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But, but yeah, I mean, I, 
my, I bring that up just to say that many of us were dealing with some type of yeah anxiety. Yeah, typical and, anxiety is actually number one cause of anxiety. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we're, we're, many of us, we're just walking around with these things, yeah. and um, we're just living. We're living with them and haven't really addressed them. Yeah, and 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 are comfortable, but yeah. it comes to some ways comfortable the way it is. Definitely. I know for me, I definitely, you know, which anxiety I struggle with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Separation anxiety. Yes. That sounds so weird sometimes. If you've never experienced that. Yeah. That sounds weird. Like, how do you, what separation from what? I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yes, I definitely, and I know where it stems from. Okay. Separation anxiety definitely stemmed from when I was younger. Um, The experiences that I had yeah. and the reasons why I felt so separated and like felt like um I didn't belong and. Um, rejected so that in itself I mean I did not know I suffered so much from separation anxiety until I got married because when I was in my home with my parents I've never actually had to like step be away from my mom I should say uh-huh. but now that like when I got old when we got married I realized how much I actually suffered from that yeah. and I was like in the earlier times where I'm married yeah. I was extremely surprised because I've never had to deal with it in such a like you have to go to work yeah like you have to leave the house i didn't know i actually would suffer from yeah. separated from someone yeah i mean panic attacks yeah like, what about when i would actually leave and, and go, go away yeah and go to chicago yeah and you know go up there and preach or whatever what about that i mean that, that, crazy. Had to, that had to be like a real challenge definitely so i know um for me separation anxiety was some so real yeah so real for me right now i honestly think that like i am so past that i almost forgot that oh. how much of it was a problem and i mean of course we have so many kids i can't be there's no all <laughs> time I'm ever away but that still doesn't even fix it because i did i had i had small kids smaller yeah. at that time and it still didn't the the kids aspect didn't fix the separation anxiety like yeah i had to actually address that like in me yes. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, and, and that's what that's what this is all about yeah we we want to address yeah you know we want to address and talk about what? um how to address these things and yeah. again we're not experts no, but we have way, say, yeah shape form or fashion um but we also believe in the word of god and we, and Definitely. we believe the bible actually talks lot uh-huh. about this that yeah. and when you really understand certain verses and what they are really saying mm-hmm. the bible speaks a lot about this and one of my favorite places in the bible is in matthew chapter six yeah that's right. matthew chapter six um has a lot to say about um, being anxious or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Let me just say it like that. It has a lot to say. So I want to read a few verses here in Matthew 6 and um, and kind of, you know, discuss them as we read one, one yeah. after another. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 6, beginning at verse number 25, it says here, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? And here, when, when Jesus says, take no thought yeah. for your life, he is not just simply talking about don't care yeah. about your life. Yeah. He's not talking about don't literally take any thoughts about your life as far as, yeah. uh, as, far as what am I going to make to eat today? Yeah. Or or what, yeah, what am I going to wear to go to this function? Yeah. He's not speaking about that. Yeah. What he's speaking about uh, by saying, take no thought, mm-hmm. he's speaking about an anxious so thought mm-hmm. for your life, a worrisome Worry, thought yeah. for, for your life. Mm. That he's like, no, don't think, don't, don't, don't allow your mind yeah. to run on channels that are worrisome yeah. and that will fuel mm-hmm. anxiety because you don't know what you're going to eat. Oh, you don't know what you're going to wear. You don't know what is going to happen, which we already identified. That's one of the key things of anxiety. It is the 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 worries being worried or or overly concerned yes. with an imminent event uh-huh. or a, a as I said here a 
an uncertain outcome. Yes. That when Jesus is bringing this up, he's addressing that the uncertain outcomes that you don't know. Yeah. And that you may, and and that, and that, and also, like I said before, or that you cannot control. Yeah. That those are some of those things that, that, that when they're in our minds, yes, they rob us of a present peace. Yeah, like the more your mind focuses on the worst case scenario, the more anxious you become. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely, absolutely. Like, so once you, like, yeah, of course, it's gonna be the case when when you are are fixed on what possible the possible danger. Yeah, when your your mind is so fixed there, you can't even. Um, allow your mind to process what's going on the here and now. Yeah. Like when we live um in in we live in this world of uncertainty. So there's always gonna be a level of uncertainty. There's always gonna be a level of unsure what's gonna happen. But the way we respond to it is Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's what this is about. Yeah, definitely. It's about the response to what what may be the case. Yeah. How are we going to respond? Yes. Also, continuing on in Matthew 6, verse 26, it says, Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Mm-hmm. Are ye not much better than they? And yes. this would be a comforting thought for us. Yes. When we really just grasp this, that really, if God takes care of birds, <laughs> if he takes care of sparrows, yep. if he makes sure that they are provided for then, then when it comes to the uncertainties of life, when it comes to those things, that we can be, we can have confidence that God will take care of us as well. And and this is something that I, that I just feel impressed to even identify because sometimes you may be anxious because you may be suffering or you may there there may be a certain event or events that that are going to happen that are a result of your own bad decisions. Uh, that then when it's supposed to deal with finances, right? Yes. That that you have some financial problems, it's all your fault. Why you got the financial problems now? So so the 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 temptation could be then, well, oh man, I I done got myself into this trouble. Like God ain't gonna help me. He not gonna forgive me. He not gonna bless me. He not gonna deliver me. That I might have to deal with this. And and, and we and we focus on the on that event that has not happened yet. Uh, and the reality is this, is that sometimes, yes, God does allow our circumstances to get worse and worse and worse to hopefully help us learn a lesson. But even if, even so, the, our God is a God of deliverance. He even delivers from bad mistakes. Yeah. He even delivers from sins yeah. that you have committed. He yeah. even comes in to soften the blow of even those things. So we can have even confidence and trust and hopefully get, garner some peace that if God takes care of sparrows, yeah. takes care of birds, yeah. then he'll take care of me, the one who he sent his son to die. Yeah, definitely. Most of my anxiety stem from a lack of confidence in our ability to handle challenges. Yeah. So the fact that we are, we are faced with this challenge, we're faced with the possible fact that we actually did it, like we yeah. put ourselves in this, yeah. that we can't actually, we can't handle that challenge well so we are very anxious instead yeah, of yeah. passing it like really reminded of what what was the purpose of Jesus even coming to this earth for like if the purpose for him coming here is to save us from our sins our bad mistakes yeah absolutely. Bad, so this is his purpose he came here for that that purpose so the thing you're anxious about he's like here I came here for that yeah like I fulfilled I am yeah, here absolutely. for you so if you know like we know like the purpose of his mission was completed and actually for you, like, why am I anxious about this thing that I mess up? Yeah, yeah. I definitely need to cling to him even more. Absolutely. Like anxiety, like the the possible um warning signs of I feel this kind of way should cause us to be like, it's an alert. It's like a, that means I need to pray more. Yeah. That means I need to trust more. Yeah. That means I need to turn more to him because yeah. if this is coming, if I'm a, a little fearful from things that I possibly did, uh-huh. that means that in this time, that's the more I need to cling to him. Not the further away and the more in our thoughts rather than in our prayers. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's that's the enemy of our soul. Which yeah, definitely. We'll get we'll get on that in a little while. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, moving on, Matthew 6, just reading a few, reading 
So the chapter says, mm -hmm. which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? There you go with the and a a, a an assessment often when it comes to our anxiety. Yes, he he said here. You you concerned about what you're going to wear. You're concerned about that. But the consider the lilies of the field. They don't do anything but grow. And they are beautiful. They're arrayed in, in wonderful splendor and glory. And and then he identifies Solomon was not even arrayed as beautiful as these things. But then he he brings this thing to a close. Yeah. And he says, Look, if God so clothed the grass of the field man if birds weren't enough he now goes to grass and if if you don't think you're worth more than some grass then you got a problem but he says look if, if he clothed the grass then he says here <clears throat> shall he not much more clothe you O ye of little, little. and that's something that yeah that if we are feeling anxious or dealing with anxiety yep. that this is something as as individuals, we have to see where is our faith placed? Where is our faith? And how much faith do we have in where it's placed? Yeah. Like, do we have a lot of faith? Or is it a mighty a little bit of faith? Or is there even any faith at all? Like, we, we want to identify that because, especially for us, like, we have to, like, we have, we have, we should, let me say it like that, we should have confidence. Yes. Because we have our confidence somewhere, mm -hmm. and that somewhere is in someone who we know that can help. Yeah, definitely. And then bringing this thing to a close here, it says, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God, yeah, and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." There goes another remedy right there. That that if I'm I'm worrying about um, what. I'm going to, you know, just the issues of life. Let me just sum it up like that. If I'm worrying about these things, if I'm so concerned about these things, you know what Jesus says is a remedy for that? That that, that if you're worried about these things being yeah. accomplished, he says, you know what? Seek you first the kingdom of God. Yeah. Like, like get you, make, are your priorities in order? Like, are you really seeking after God's kingdom? Because he says, look, if you put the priorities correct, all these things, they shall be added unto you. You won't have to worry about them if you're seeking the kingdom of God first. And then the last verse, just dealing with this here, it says here, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And I want to read this verse in the ESV because it says it here like this. It says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Yes. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Mm -hmm. And you know, thoughts about what could happen, what might happen, what can happen, yes. have the tendency to consume us. As a result, we miss out on reality because what could happen or might happen mm -hmm. is not happening now. Yes. And and this is something that 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 we have to really understand that when I'm so focused on what could happen or what might happen or or like I said, as in the definition, that that in either an imminent event or an uncertain outcome, mm -hmm. if I'm so focused on something that hasn't taken yeah. place yet, that you know what it can do? It could cause me to miss it on the right now. Yeah. I'm not yeah. living in right now. I'm living in a future that ain't even happening. Yeah. And and that future often is grim and dark yeah. and, and unpleasurable. It's anxious. It brings on anxiety. Yeah. But you know what? If, if I can stop forecasting for a moment and just maybe possibly just live in, in the here, here and the now, yeah. that um, I might find a little ease. Yeah. Also. Yeah. It, like anxiety doesn't stop the trials of tomorrow, but it only stops today's strength. When the Lord is trying to give us 
And if we were to just take our minds and actually focus on the possible good that could come out of it, instead of the anxious thought, we'll realize that there's actually a lot more to be thankful for, a lot more hopefulness in any situation. And we can, and it's like anxiety is, is, is not, it's a method of not actually allowing God to work it out for us, like we said. And it, it, it robs us from like that trust aspect, like of like, let's see how God is going to do this. Like, I can't wait to see how my God is going. Like in that, in that time, like switching up your, your thoughts and allowing God's thoughts to be yours. Yeah. Just really, you can spend all that anxious thought in how, like, man, knowing that how good God is recounting, how he comes through for you, who he came through for you in the past, how he came through for his people. And just like having those thoughts and those hopefulness and this, this mindset of man, like, you know what type of God I serve? Yeah. Like, like he, like the Bible recounts the, the smallest things like grass. We yeah. consider how much yeah. grass is like, we, we, we kind of happy when they ain't growing. Yeah. So when you have to cut your own grass, you're like, yeah. thank you Lord for not letting it grow. But we don't realize the, the blessing in just the ability for it to grow and the ability for, for the flowers to blossom. Like, yeah, we we're like taking that for granted because we see it happen. Yeah, but nah, like the same thought that like we can just look around and see how faithful he is in everything, and and the seasons change. Yeah, like it's supposed to. Yeah. The 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 sun rises like it's supposed to. The moon shines like it's supposed to. Yeah, all these things that we take for granted. If that if we don't see the sun again, how much more would be we be oh, crying out for them? I things? know. So just things like. We just so take for granted, and yeah. we know he's gonna come through it. But our life is much more valuable than any of these things. Absolutely, and we cannot focus our mind to think that he cares even so much more for us. And then, to your point, what then is the evidence that we have to know that our life is is of so much more value yes. than these things that was already presented? It is in Calvary. Yep, Calvary tells us that that our life means a whole lot to the lord yeah it is of immense value yeah um because he sent his son Mm -hmm. to not only die on the cross for our sins but to save us from 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 his wrath even as it were that that he secured us um through his son yeah that he that the the bible calls jesus's blood and his life that in First Peter, Second Peter, I'm sorry, Second Peter chapter one, mm-hmm. it talks about the precious blood. The precious, no, I'm sorry, it is First Peter. First Peter one, it talks about the precious blood of Christ, and that's like that's something that we have to remember, that that the blood of Christ is precious, which means it's valuable, and that valuable blood was was the the price paid. To redeem me and you. Yeah. So then therefore, when I just really consider that, that man, now I, I can I can understand that when I'm dealing with anxiety, that maybe I have a gospel issue. That maybe there is a, a gospel issue there where the gospel has not really penetrated my heart in an area to where to where I, I don't have I don't recognize that that the value that I have not for any type of self empowerment mm-hmm. but but from what the scripture has declared that god has done to yeah. to to kind of lift me up that 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 shows me that man you know i have i like if the lord would take care of a bird and some grass and lilies then i know he's already shown me evidence that i'm of immense value yeah. then i know he'll take care of me definitely and I saw in Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Yeah. And again, like the Bible just says, it reiterates the points I was sharing, like um, with everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. Like he's like, come to me. Like I'm just waiting here. Just think about it. We have small children yeah. when they are in a bind, like often every day, and they so desiring our help, 
Yeah. You are just here waiting like this axe. I'm right here. Like you can ask me. Mm. I can help you with that. It, you, it doesn't have to go that way. You just ask. Mm. I'm right here. I know what you're going to get into. Like uh, one running joke, me and Dasha has our um, now five-year-old son. Yeah. Is um, I always like, I hear him. He's doing something and I come to it to say, he's like, how do you know? Yeah. I'm like, mommy knows everything. And he's, he really thinks like I have like some kind of bionic ears. Yeah. Because he's really uh, like, I'm just coming through. Like, yeah, I can. And he's like, how do you know? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm right here. I hear everything. And he's like, oh. And the reality of like, this is God. God is so, he really hears everything. He yeah. knows everything. So. When you have trouble, like you can just come, you can ask. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. So, but instead, we try to figure it out ourselves. We try to make it work, and we're just like worried and stressed. And it's like, um, I can just fix that for you so quick. And like, we didn't have to go there. Yeah. And that's what I see daily with our kids. <laughs> like, yeah. So many little things that we can avoid if you just act. And the reality of God, He is so good, and we have to treat Him like. He is our father that cares so much for us. Like you think like even the verses that says like um, how how much more our father will in heaven will give us good things. Like our father, if we if we need anything, you're like here for them. But God in heaven, he cares so much more. How much more blessings do you think he's going to. So not only a gospel issue that we have is that we have a misunderstanding of who our father is Mm. and who we how much he loves us. Yeah, yeah. Like, if we, like, listen, growing up, I knew my father was going to take care of me. Like, mm. if I asked for anything, I best, I, I had no worry. Like, there was no thought in my mind that he was not going to come through. Like, I thought my dad was, like, super mad. Like, I thought he was, like, the most strongest guy in the world. As a kid, I'm just like, you don't know my dad. I'm excited. I was, like, so, when we have that, we're like, what kind of view do we have towards our father? Like we have a, a, a understanding that, like, do you think your father in heaven will not come true for his child? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we have a fearful. Like, we we felt like we we done we messed up so much. Like he's just yeah. gonna punish us. We have some kind of like foundational problem with our relationship and understanding of God. Yeah. We worry that much. Yeah, and you you said something that. And then brought up another idea or another question for me. Yeah. Do we really think we're God's children? Yes. Because if you're questioning whether you're really God's child, yeah. if you have even a slightest doubt about that, yeah. then you will not trust him. You, yeah. you will not have yeah. confidence in him. Yeah. Because you may believe that you are not really God's child. or, or, or and Especially if you come from a more uh, legalistic background that... That you, you're you're still waiting to be God's child when you get everything we right. I say that. <laughs> then then you you might have confidence, little, but you ain't got everything right. So now you ain't got no confidence nope. that God gonna do anything for you because you are you you're still dealing with the uh, once again a which is a gospel issue because the Bible says in the Book of Romans chapter eight that if the Holy Spirit is in us, that He cries in us, Abba Father, that we have the internal witness that I am a child of God. You're fully convinced and convicted of that when you have received of the gospel of Jesus Christ and you have been regenerated by his grace and, and you're walking in newness of life, you know that you're a child of God. Yes. That's the internal witness, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, just to that point, that, that I, I believe that, that we can, we might even question with our standing with God, and because of that, it helps with the anxiety yeah. that comes in our lives. Yeah, we, we feel like a stepchild. Yeah. An adopted one that... I, even know, that. I know. I mean, at best, a foster kid. I always go say adopted one, but you know that's not your real parent, and they just kind of shady with it. But not even adopted. Like, the foster children are not adopted. They'll get like, they can go from home to home to home. Yeah. Like, like... That's at best what we think. Yeah, definitely. Many of us. Yeah. And uh, for those who really been blood bought and uh, and really accepted it and trusted it, they know they're a child of God. Yes. But but then you got other Christians that are walking around here and they're still questioning if they're a child of God. Yeah. And 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 if you really ask them, they don't even think they're a child of God because they don't live perfectly right now. Only when they're perfect 
will they be a child of God? Yes, I'm yeah. And I can guarantee you them some anxious folk. I can guarantee you're gonna have some anxiety floating around somewhere in your life when you have that. Because anyway, I can go on and on now on that on that point. So true, because I am reminded of the reality I've told I shared with you that we fostered my mom and dad fostered when we were younger and our foster um brother, mm. he was a problem child. But we know nothing of that problem. The years we were with him, he was our brother. Mm. And he felt it. And that changed the course of his life. He became a totally different person because he knew he was loved. Mm-hmm. He knew he was accepted. He knew he was a part of the family. There were no doubt that he was our brother. Yeah. Like, it was no like, ah, oh, is he your brother? It was never a question. Like, well, he's kind of like, oh, no, 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 that is our brother. And we believed it. We, he felt the love. We felt the love. Yeah. He draw our family closer in love because we just like loved on him so much. It allowed us to love on each other more. And he knew like we are, he's a part of our family. So with that, like, we're, there are like foster kids who are like I'm not sure if they're like you know they like me like yeah. that I don't know if they yeah. accept me like them other like they're real kids yeah like no we know when you know that you operate totally different yeah there's a different mindset a different trajectory for your life because you know you're accepted yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. now I'm gonna go back to the verse that you brought up yeah um, Philippians four yeah where it says it says be careful for nothing. Mm-hmm. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, that that I I and now we're I, we're getting to some nuts and bolts of how we can deal with anxiety. Yeah, and obviously one here is the practice of prayer. Definitely. And, and the thing is, is that you know when we when we're talking about prayer, that like what does prayer challenge us on? What does prayer um, what, what what does it bring to the forefront? What prayer does, it brings to the forefront of how much faith and trust we yep. have in God. Mm-hmm. Like that's what prayer does. Yeah. So when we're dealing with this idea of praying and dealing with anxiety, because it says be careful for nothing, yeah. the word careful, it means full of, literally full of care. Yes. So it's saying, not, it says not to be full of cares yeah. at all. Like be again, being anxious for anything. Yes. That, that, that what you should do and in response to the possible rise of anxiety yeah. is that you need to bring everything by prayer. Who are you praying to? You're bringing everything to God in prayer, in full faith, yeah. in full trust, and with thanksgiving. Yes. That here, here goes something that can possibly then help us with yeah. our anxiety. It is cultivating a... a an attitude of gratitude yep. or of thankfulness and recounting the things, the reasons why you should be thankful and grateful that, 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 it, it, and, and this is a, you know, you got to kind of train your mind yeah. to think on higher channels, uh-huh. especially if you run on lower channels. Yes. Especially if you're, you're, uh, you're not optimistic. Yeah. I was going to say like me. Yeah, yes. I, I, I am not optimistic. I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, I, 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 you know, yeah, I'm not an optimist. That ain't my natural, yes. just to see, oh, the cherry, hey, I, that is not me. But what I do know is that, is that, th- that e- e, whether it's my natural disposition or not, it doesn't matter, that these are principles and practices that need to be, that should be. Yes. And if they are there, that they can help yeah. with um, dealing with it. Any, any anxiety yeah. and, and and the last thing I just want to say and, and this is what's, what's wonderful about this verse to me is verse number seven mm. because verse number six says um, but in everything by prayer and supplication yeah. for thanksgiving so what is the exercise that you're doing in verse number six you're praying yep. but then watch what verse number seven says mm-hmm. verse number seven says while, I, I, this is in response to your prayer and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That what I know is that is that when I have a full faith, full trust, prayer with thanksgiving, and this is the kind of like I'm coming to the Lord in full faith, full trust, with thanksgiving, with gratitude, that that there there's a transaction that happens as I'm rendering 
this, as I'm rendering my requests, my supplications to God yeah. with thanksgiving, and I'm offering that as a as a sacrifice, yeah. as a sweet-smelling savor unto him, as I'm yielding that to him, that the transaction does not stop there. That as I'm giving him that, then he's willing to give me the peace yeah. of God. That now the peace of God can flow to me. And then it says that it will keep my heart and mind. Yes. That I will be kept. Yes. In what? In peace then. Yes, perfect. I will be kept yes. in peace. So these are some verses that that I think that really uh for for anybody that might be dealing with anxiety or or um yeah, is dealing with anxiety, yeah. That these are some verses that I think we can draw a lot of hope and comfort from. Yeah, definitely. I believe that prayer and patience is a pathway to peace. Like when we pray and we're patient, because things are not just going to work out the way we want exactly at the time we want. Yeah. But if we pray and we're patient, we will have that peace. Like God is saying to us in the midst of our anxiety, God offers two things for us. He offers peace for the present and hope for the future. Yeah. He is telling us that, oh. like, believe that in this moment you can have peace and you can have hope and strength for tomorrow if you allow today to be like fully given over to him yeah your worries are not actually problem solving like it's a total difference between solving your problems through christ or and, and worrying it does not actually fix it like worrying about your situation or what's going to happen is not going to actually fix the problem you can actually come to god in prayer and trusting that he will help you. And then, like, we sometimes misunderstood, like, understand, like, you know, like, God will give you ways to figure mm -hmm. this out. Like, he can actually. There's not, like, a, I pray, and I just leave it, and he'll never give you a solution. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's solutions, and you know you have to come up with one. But you're too afraid, like, to trust that God is really going to give it, and that's him that's going to give it. Yeah. And in that, you have to really see that in this, you can learn his voice. You can learn his will. You can learn how to trust him. You can learn how he moves and what he does for you. By exercising that, you'll actually see, like, in the past, he came through this way. Yeah. He came through that way. Yeah. And so I know in this way, I just have to pray, patience, and he will give me that peace. And he will give me that assurance. And you can handle problems, situations in a better way. And you'll know his leading. Yeah. When you are, he's giving you this problem because he wants you to understand him even more yeah like this is a perfect opportunity for you to know your god in an intimate way because when everything is all cool and nice like it's so easy to pray to god and talk to him and you feel like you're just like your homies but then like when you're in a trying situation he's like listen i'm right here and i want to teach you mm -hmm. how to handle it with me the right way like like for uh, again with our kids like i'm trying to instill him a way of like you can handle this problem a different way. You don't have to resort to to, to crying or, or cast down or, or you're so upset. You don't have to do that. Like in this moment, it seems very simple to me looking in. Yeah. And so you're like, this is how you can respond to this situation. And it's like in those moments, you can really learn that I can exercise a different way. I don't have to go back to the same anxious spirit that I did in the past. Yeah. In Christ, like you can see that He is going to help us through this, Absolutely. and that is just a Absolutely. beautiful thing and a beautiful experience when we understand that our God is a part. Like all this feeling that you're receiving, like it's okay. Like stop and pass it back on to Him. Yeah, Amen, yeah. Amen. Well, do you, um, do you have any uh, closing thoughts that you'd like to just kind of give someone who might be. Dealing with anxiety in whatever form that they are dealing with, yeah. with anxiety. I, I would just say personally for me, like I kind of mentioned that I did have like um, separation anxiety. Yeah. And I know for me personally, like what I had to do was de deal with the root cause. Like, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. I had to go back. And I realized like as a child, I, I did have situations that happened and I did not heal from it. Nor yeah. did I even like even um, talk about it. Or got it out, even reconciled. Yeah. So in that, like me talking about it, dealing with you, like you helping me through like that, like talking to someone, going through like all the um different emotions. Mm -hmm. When you understand? Oh, I thought you were saying like stop. No, you uh, I was just saying she coming. I, uh, uh, I was there. I didn't know what you were saying to me, stop me, so I was good. Okay. 
I'll just do it all over. That's okay. Cut that piece. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. In a good game. I'll just say real fast. I'll end. Okay. I'll just say personally and actually. Okay. Uh, and then I'll be done. Okay. I know for me, like I said earlier, that I did suffer, like, um, experience um, anxiety and, and separation anxiety. And for me, I believe that one of the things that helped me was talking about it, going back to the root cause of why I actually felt anxious, going back to what was the situation surrounding why I felt this way, that separation, that, and then healing from that. And that in itself, just like going back to what triggered that in the beginning yeah, and then addressing those and talking to someone through it. Yeah. And uh, right now I realize that like, I do not suffer from that because I'm actually past what, what caused it in the first place. Yeah. So sometimes we have to really just go back and see that trauma or whatever that time or what caused, why are you so anxious? Why are you yeah. feeling this way? Whatever it may be, you can do pinpoint as far back as in your mind can go. You can pinpoint where it kind of started and address that yeah. and going forward you can actually implement these things that we said yeah yeah what i would say is um kind of like what you're saying i would say ascertain the cause yeah ascertain the cause understand uh why yeah this is what are the what are the working elements that help um what are your um triggers that yeah. cause anxiety in your life and then i would say work on a better thought process, a better mind, yeah. like re, like reestablish different thoughts, like change the thought patterns of life. And I believe the Lord will, will greatly bless yeah, and I will. help. I absolutely do. Um, if this podcast has been any type of helpful for anyone yeah. that is listening, um, then I would implore you, invite you even to go and share this podcast yeah. with others that they might receive the blessing as well. Well, that brings our podcast to a close. Um, it has been a blessing to spend this time with you all. I do hope and pray that you all will be blessed and that you will be basking in the glory of the Lord. Until next week, may the grace of God be with you. Yeah. May his face shine upon you and may his glory fill your life. God Amen. bless. God bless.